In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 308 of the Carl Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always is... I've been waiting for days to get this out of my system. It is I, one half of the new FWF Tag Team Champions. It is I... The Magistrate of Caravan City on Eternia. Foe of the Mighty He-Man. Yes, that's right. I am Joe Shoes of the Car Jomez Podcast. The champ is here, baby. Woo, what a week you have had, Jomez, Joe. The champ is here, and he's brought Look the belt that. with him. Look oh, at that. Oh, it's sexy. Look at that sexy belt, bro. The FWF tag team title, now property of your co-host. Wow, man, how'd this happen, bro? I mean, I know you, you're training. You've been talking about getting back into the wrestling, but all of a sudden, my man, the champ, what happened here? Gomez, it's just hard work and perseverance. And if you put your mind to anything, you can do it. Just follow me and follow your dreams and follow your heart. and no, Nothing will ever let you down. Who are you tag team champions with, Joe? The most professional wrestler, Brian oh, Myers, my buddy. What's what better? A team. What's better than winning championship gold with your friends? That's pretty awesome. Wow, look at you. And, and oh. Matt Cardona in our corner gave me the Triple H point afterwards. Whoa, the Triple H point. <laughs> the point of acknowledgement, I call it. Oh, big things, Joe. We, big things. We defeated Headbanger Mosh. And Gangrel, I'm just beating up on legends. Impossible. There's no way you could beat those two people. Come on, I, beat, bro. I did, and I did it single-handedly. Whoa, you are best wrestler in the world right here, folks. I did not come back to wrestling to not be the best in the world again. So, of course. <laughs> so sit down, Jay Lethal. <laughs> sit down, Jeff Jarrett. It's time to draw money up in this piece. Uh, Jay Lisa, <sighs> this poor bastard catching straights forever on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, what? so this was a very last minute thing. Mm. I, I believe I was the sixth choice or seventh, <laughs> or seventh choice. Um, uh... I mean, we're, so at, at first the original plan was for the headbangers to wrestle the major players, uh, Myers and Cardona. Cardona's hurt, so they were going to replace him with Shane Douglas. Interesting. Um, so, hey, Brian's a big Shane Douglas fan. 
They've teamed uh, a, a couple lot of times people before. are. Right. A lot of people well, are. Yeah, I, I don't think you or, or me is. But... Fuck Shane Douglas, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> a nice guy. I love being around Shane. Just I wasn't sure a fan. Is. Belly to belly suplex. Get the fuck so, out of here. <laughs> so it was supposed to be Brian and Shane Douglas against the Headbangers. Then with Matt in the corner. Okay. Then like a couple days before the show, Shane, I guess, had double booked himself or his agent had double booked him at some convention that was going on in North wow. Carolina. And he wasn't going to be able to make this show in Florida. So they scramble. They go, what about Gangrel? So that's going to be Brian and Gangrel against the Headbangers. Well, then, okay, so that looks like it's good to go. And then, like, the next day, something happened with Thrasher, so now he couldn't make it. So now it went from Brian and Gangrel versus Mosh and Thrasher to basically just being, like, Brian versus Mosh in a singles match <laughs> oh my for the gosh, tag team titles. <laughs> so they're like, oh, well, we can't do that. I mean, I, this thing, Snake Bit, had gone a hundred different ways. I get a text like Thursday night from Brian saying, Hey, are you available on Sunday? And would you be interested in doing this match? So I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Whatever. Cause in my mind, I know little thing. No. (laughs) Oh, not even. I know full well that once he pitches this to Matt, there is, there is no way. (laughs) There is no way that this is going to pass the muster. You know, and I'm still going to have a free Sunday and I'll go get some ice cream or something, you know? <laughs> the, the next morning, first thing in the morning, I mean, the sun is barely out. The the rooster is cock-a-doodle-doing. And I get a text message that says, all right, pal, you're in. We're winning the belts. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, all right, pal, you're in? He's like, yeah, we're going with this. So the whole thing was they already had Gangrel. So Brian came out and said, uh, you know, Matt's hurt. Shane Douglas couldn't make it, but it's okay. I got a backup. But then Mosh came out with both belts and no thrasher. And he said, you know, it's funny. I also had to find a partner, but don't worry. I found someone. So then Gangrel comes out. (laughs) And we're like, hey, it's our boy Gangrel. You're going to get it now, Mosh. And then he looks at Mosh, and Mosh hands him the other belt and is like, yeah, us bone cruncher guys got to stick together. And we're like, oh, no, Like, why would you do this? <laughs> so then the match becomes basically a handicap match. Uh, Mosh and Gangrel versus Brian with me and Broski on the outside, and Broski just yelling at me because he's mean. And he's like... <laughs> He's like, shoes, you got to help him. I go, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm, I'm just a manager. I'm not a wrestler anymore. He's like, well, I can't help him. I'm hurt. And I'm like, well, you could probably help him more than I can. You know, <laughs> one arm. Come on, bro. <laughs> Finally, like, there's uh, everybody's down. And I said, fuck it. Broski, like, yelled at me again. Said, shoes, go help him. I said, fine. I jump up on the apron. I reach out my, my large paw. I said, Brian, give me that tag. <laughs> and I came in. House of fire. House, House of, fire. of Fire. And I beat up Mosh. And I went to throw him into the ropes. He reversed it. I gave him the big John Cena shoulder block. <laughs> did all I did all my trademark John Cena moves. <laughs> trademark John Cena moves. <laughs> That's what you say, shoes. What moves do you do? I say, have you seen a John Cena match? I do those. <laughs> I do all of them. 
You're going to steal from the best, right? I, if you're going to steal from anyone, steal That's from it. the best. <laughs> so you've seen the John Cena match, then you've seen the Joe Shoes match. <laughs> no, nah, they're better. John Cena's not as good as you. Come on. I got, I'll tell you what. I got some air on that shoulder block. I was up like eight, nine inches. Air shoes, bro. I swear to God, I was like Michael Jordan at the slam dunk competition. <laughs> Blake Griffin jumping over cars, bro. Jumping over cars and into hearts. <laughs> Sounds like a hell of a match. <laughs> I mean, the physical confidence on display was just otherworldly. Oh, man. So uh, it comes down to me and Mosh. Broski snuck in from behind, hit Mosh with his arm brace. Knocked oh, him out. Cheetah. What a cheetah. Guess who fell on top of whom? <laughs> I got the one, two, three. And all of a sudden, they say they do the announcement. And your new FWF tag team champions, Love. Captain Joe Shoes and Brian Myers. And I, I, I'm, I can't believe it. I did it. I did. I am the best tag team. Me. I did it. <laughs> it was all you, bro. Oh my, what a dramatic turn of events in the FWF universe. Wow. So now, Joe, you you got to defend this belt, huh? I, I got to go on the road now. Oh, living life on the road. <laughs> you want to know what sucks? So I got yelled at. And <laughs> I was told to order gear as quickly as possible. Uh-oh. <laughs> I had to order new boots. Oh, man. It's... I'm back. I love it. I'm better than ever. So get ready for Joe Shoes coming to a town near you. I love it. This guy's like, oh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to get into shape, maybe do some matches. And next thing you know, this guy's winning a belt. This is just crazy. <laughs> it's wow. not like I planned this. I know. I just love it. It's like, oh, that would be cool. I hope he does wrestle some. It's, it's so <laughs> funny because, like, like, obviously, Brian's my friend, and now Matt has become a friend, and Mark Sterling as well, you know, but obviously, Brian was, was my friend, and yeah. that's, like, why I was connected with this, but, like, nothing I ever did with them was supposed to happen. Like, no. anything was supposed to happen. It just, I just happened to be there. The Yoko You're Shuna too good. thing. You're too Yoko good, Shuna bro. was, hey, we need someone to wear this sumo suit. Oh, you know who's here? Shoes. Oh, grab shoes. He'll do it. Okay, yeah, now I'm Yoko Shuna. Then that Paps Blue Ribbon commercial. I just showed up because that's how I dress. And they were like, oh, can we put this weird-looking guy in the commercial? And then everybody who saw the video was like, okay, why is Shoes dressed like this, and why does it rule? It's the vest, bro. Smoking and, darts in the back. And and then, like, all of a sudden, I got to be everywhere. And I couldn't shave the mustache. It was what a rib on me. The mustache looks good, baby. I love it. Well, the mustache was because the, the girl I was talking to, dating at the time, whatever you want to call it, had seen a picture of me with a mustache and said, hey, I think you should bring this back. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think I look pretty stupid with a mustache. And she's like, I think you should bring this back. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I grow the mustache. I happen to have it for this PBR commercial. And now it's like I, I feel like I look stupid without it. You're handsome either way, but I just, I, I always love the mustache. I like it. I'm well, a facial I, hair guy. I think we all look better with some facial hair. See, I, I don't. I, I like being smooth, clean oh, shaven. No. I got but baby like this face. Last time, I hate it. 
this last time I shaved the mustache probably about two weeks ago, but it was by mistake because I messed up. But once I shaved it, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, this was a mistake. <laughs> See? You know, and you, I just saw those mustache hairs fly up and get caught in the wind like the bag from American Beauty. And I was just like, no, like, come back. American Beauty. Do people do people enjoy that movie? Is that a movie people still talk about loving, enjoying? I was never a big fan. I know it was um, a big thing. I always thought it was okay. I thought it was a good movie, but it it's also a movie with no rewatchableness. True. Yes, it is rewatchability. The ending is rough, you know. Yeah, like it's just it's it's fine, but I mean it was a good movie for the time, but it's never it's not a movie I would ever watch again. No. I just, I mean, we were young, so it's got Thor Birch. So, I mean, you know, that's why we love that movie. I was but, a Mina Suvari guy at that point. Oh, you jump ship. <laughs> I wasn't a Thor Birch guy ever. Oh, no. Why not? What's going on here? And actually, why can't I, we like both? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even really a Mina Suvari guy. I just, out of the two, like that. You just had to pick one of them? Yeah. Christina like, Ricci. This is, well, Christina Ricci over okay. both of those. Like, okay. All right. At least you're a Christina. Because, you know, he's a. Girls we were supposed to love when we grew up. Well, I'm trying to think. That would have been what 99 was American Beauty. Yes, like the mid 90s. So I mean, I mean, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes, I was prime, gonna say Jennifer so. Love Hewitt time. Forget it. Forget everyone else, boy. Katie Holmes and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Fuck the world. <laughs> I love it. So Gomez, that was that was my Sunday, and um, I'm back to being the best wrestler in the world again. Love it. After the show, I swung by Cardona's house because him and Brian were going to tape the podcast. I wanted to give them some gifts, and I I got one I got to get up to you as soon as possible, too. Gomez, I'm going to give you a Masters of the Universe Mattel Creations exclusive Koldar figure. And why would you you be giving that? and, and And you would say that. like who Number one, who the fuck is Koldar? Why do I want this fucking guy, bro? And why am I giving you this figure? Well, Gomez Koldar is a character that was in literally one okay. episode <laughs> of the original series. I love it. it turns out he's He-Man's good friend who we never heard of before <clears throat> and we never hear of since. So funny. But he's in this one episode. They decide to make a Mattel Creations exclusive, which is fine. Deep cool. cut. So yeah. it's perfect for that kind That's of cool. online exclusive. But yeah. Gomez, the reason you're getting one of these is because enclosed with this action figure is a mini comic. Mm, and the like big comics. villain of the mini comic is named Magistrate Joe Shoes. That That's your name. It is. And it's not just a weird coincidence. That is a shout out to a very big lifelong Masters of the Universe fan. That is amazing, bro. It is so cool. So uh, I am canon. I am canon within the universe of Masters of the Universe. Oh, my. You get punched, bro. He-Man says my name. (laughs) And then him and Koldar team up to punch me in the face. Fucking that's it, bro. Gomez, what a time to be alive. I'm telling you, what a week for you, bro. Does it get any better? It can't. I mean, the He-Man thing is truly amazing. Like, that is just so awesome. That really is an awesome thing. It is 
I don't want to say like I'm humbled by it because like if anything, it's just like made my dick bigger. But <laughs> it is something that I never even considered was possible. Like, of course, you always say, like, oh man, I, I would love to be a character on He-Man, whatever, you know, like something like that. But to actually have a real character now in the universe named after you is just completely absurd. Like it's ab- like three years old. My mom is taking me to a meet and greet to meet He-Man and Skeletor at our local toy store, buying all the toys. I have memories of like laying on the floor with my dad playing with the toys. I remember my mom taking me to Radio City Music Hall to see the live stage show. So fun. Like all through the years, I've watched He-Man. I've had DVDs once the DVDs came out. The 2002 reboot was like a big deal for me. And like now I exist in that universe. Like I exist in that universe. They made me look like a fat Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you do look like a fat <laughs> So when I saw the original artwork, I was like a Jack Thanos. Oh, like who, no. And and then they went back. They're like, I don't think you know who Joe Shoes is. <laughs> uh, so they made me like this sludgy, like horrible monstrosity of a fat Thanos. It's a perfect, perfect little creature in that world. I love but it. But it's just, it is, I don't know like what I did to deserve that. You know what I mean? Like outside of like basically become friends with the guy who happened to write the comic book, but it's just like, that's unreal. Like I just like imagine telling like five-year-old me, like, you know, like one day this He-Man guy is going to punch you in the face. Punch the shit out of you, bro. You're like, where do I sign up? What's up? (laughs) You know, and it's just like one of those things, like you think about like, it's it's weird how my mind works because now like being an adult and you know like you have a better realization for everything your parents did for you as a kid because in the moment you're just like oh i want this toy and you, if you get a toy whatever you know you don't think about it now it's like when you th- like i think about like my parents working multiple both my parents working multiple jobs to make sure like christmas didn't suck you know what i mean like stuff like that and it's like everything they went through to make sure i got that he-man toy or i have a he-man t-shirt like all the old pictures that have me you know wearing he-man merchandise or the skeletor dress-up costume or something and it's like you know like they're they're part i feel like they're like such a part of it like and it's like i'm telling my mom i'm like mom like they made me a He-Man character. And I think this is like the first thing that's ever happened or that I've done where she's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like my mom is very impressed with very unimpressed with like my wrestling exploits. Cool. You're some stupid wrestler dancing around in his underwear. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and you know, everything else, like she really liked when I was doing a lot of baseball blogging because that was like a, a noble educational experience type thing. So she. She thought that was kind of cool. You know, she doesn't she doesn't get like the food reviews or anything like that, but like like I exist in this universe now. And I think she gets like she understands that, like why it's a big deal. Because she was there for like the He-Man craze, you know? Yeah. So this one is this one is really cool. And to see people in He-Man groups and message boards and stuff, like who are just getting the figure delivered to them. And they're at like writing on these boards, not knowing that I'm in the group, I guess 
They're like, did they name this guy after Joe Shoes from the Major Pod? Hysterical. That's so funny. I love that. I hope one of their kids one day grows up on this little comic and he's like, I need to make a Joe Shoes spinoff. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't want to say there's no chance of them making a figure of this guy. I would say it's very, very low chance. Um, But But I mean, making this guy, why not? That's the thing. If it, like they're making all these characters because like the guy Coldar never had a figure in any line, so they were like, "Oh, this is a character we could do, make an exclusive, and sure. it's sold out in probably twenty minutes on Mattel Creations." So maybe it is something that may come across sometime. And I mean, if that does, I pff, just bury me right there. Like, how could it get any better? Bury me. <laughs> it's just it's it's a very it's a very cool time to be me. It's all downhill, baby. I mean, come on. I, you know, and that's the worst <laughs> part about having something good happen to you is that you know eventually it has to end. It's like, how is the cookie gonna crumble today? Yeah. So enjoy uh, while last, baby. Just it's pretty awesome. At some point, the other the other side of the coin needs to show itself. So could be a while. Enjoy it. Enjoy. I love it. My goodness, I'll double main man. Woo. Yeah, so uh, and I'm very excited going on vacation next week. Don't worry, oh. people. We'll still have an episode for you. And thank you for listening to episode 308 of the Card Jomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this show. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you download this. If you do, tweet it to us, screenshot it at Card Jomez, and we will send you a signed 8x10 from both Gomez and myself. What could be better than that? And I don't care where that review is. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, wherever it is that you listen to it, screenshot that review and tweet it to us. Follow us on all the social media, at Card Jomez. And, of course, follow the FWF Tag Team Champion at the Joe Shoes. I, I love it. The tag team. Did you update your Twitter bio? No, I I probably oh, should. Oh, you got I was hoping I was hoping I was going to see a surge in sales on prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes. <laughs> I will Not say, yet. I will say, if you were considering buying a shirt, maybe hold out for a few more days. Got some new designs coming. I I, I have I had one design. I actually uploaded the wrong picture. Oh. Uh, I like it was like the draft instead okay. of the final one. Yeah. So that one had to come down. But I'm about to put up this other one. So this one that had to come down is gonna have to wait a little while longer. Oh no. Because this one that I just saw today is absolutely stupendous. I cannot wait to get it out. I so if you're considering buying a Joe Shoes t-shirt, just wait just a little bit more and we'll get it out there for you. But in the meantime, while you wait, you could buy a shoot. From me, Gomez. Ooh, what's this? It's like a cameo, okay. but on pro wrestling tees. So oh, you can pretty cool. you can book me to do a, a happy birthday wish, or a happy bar mitzvah, or a happy circumcision, or or a sad circumcision, depending on which side of the aisle you're sitting on on that. But sure. I I can say a lot of things because no one really pays attention to it. So I can say some really fucked up shit for the low price of fifteen bucks. Oh wow. Don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> I hate black kids. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like even uh, Hawkins saw that. He's like, 
He's like, honestly, a, a shoot from you would actually be pretty good because you really can say anything. It's true. And knowing you, you'll probably just go off and not realize you're just going on. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh, I send someone minutes. a 30-minute <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? Be like, Eddie Bowman, I hate your Pixar reviews. They suck. <laughs> How dare you even post them to the internet? You should be ashamed, Eddie Bowman. Ashamed. Oh, oh now we have to do that. Oh, it's been a while since... Uh... <laughs> I know, we haven't picked on Eddie Bowman in a while, and I know he listens, he he does comment all the time, so it was only right that we got in a shot at Eddie Bowman. Well, he hasn't shown us any list in a while, this is why well, we haven't said true. nothing. Well, there really hasn't been a listable things coming to light. Anytime a list comes out, the shame comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, cripes wow. on Friday. What else you been so, up to, bro? Gomez, there's a question I have for you. I, I need you to explain this to me because, you know, I'm oh. not that smart. I'm I'm just a dumb professional wrestler, one half of the tag team champions. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> yeah, what, what do I know? So, Gomez, what the fuck is going on with HBO Max? Oh, so, it's crazy. So, uh, Discovery bought HBO. And since it was Discovery buying HBO, Discovery's like, well, we're Discovery, bro. We bought you. We're not HBO. We, we're Discovery. So they're just but, like but revamping like, I, everything. I get that. I get Discovery bought HBO. But HBO is the brand. I understand. But apparently, you know, Discovery is, is pretty good too, I guess. Discovery's got some... Uh, obviously, listen, HBO is one of the top. I think they have like 70 million subscribers. You know, they're one of the top platforms here. I, I, everyone I know who talks about it, they love the product. I think HBO Max is probably the best streaming service there is. I, I think it is too. It's for me, it's got the best user interface out of all the yeah. apps that I use. I like it a lot. Yeah. So, but apparently, I guess uh, by the end of this year, next year, it's just going to be one app and it's going to be like how Peacock. You go and there's a little WWE section now oh. instead of a WWE network. So you're going to have a Discovery. They have talked about maybe rebranding where it won't just be like Discovery. It'll be something called something else. But it will just have a little HBO section. Damn. There will be oh. Yeah. There will be less HBO originals. Here's the thing. The thing is uh, we've had this boom of content the past yes. four or five years yes because everyone's just worried about growing the brand growing the brand well at some point companies gotta make some money right like that's yes. that's what companies are about so discover board and, and we've talked about this we've had yeah we talked about it all the time yeah hbo yeah. spending so much money what's the end game so what happened here is discover bought hbo and they're going through the books and they're like bro we're spending a lot of money here on spent ninety nothing. million dollars on a Batgirl movie that won't see the light of day. So they're doing that because they can recoup the money if they shelve it. Because to them, this is the thing: they're saying it's not big enough for movie theaters, and it's not. It's a little better than TV. Like it's the quality is not great. This is what they're trying to say: the quality so, of the the content of the, bag, or, of the Batgirl, or, or the production of it, everything. Yeah, production, like. Uh, they're coming out with this Blue Beetle movie. Before okay. before they started filming, they decided, you know what? We're going to up some stuff and make it a theatrical thing. So spend a little more money, make things look a little better. 
So they didn't do that for Batgirl. So now they're sitting here and they're going, it don't make sense to put a $90 million movie for free on our service, which is the truth. Gray Man's $200 million. Where are they getting that money back on one movie? It makes no sense. Yes. So Now, is there any possibility they can go the Disney Plus route, which would take a new movie, maybe put it up for three weeks for, say, 15 bucks or whatever it was? Like, can't they do that? They can, but for so for them, they say it's better because now we could take this as a tax write-off because we can say it's too much money. We will never recoup our money because we also yeah. have to put money into advertising. So we've got to spend a little more money. So now it's a $110 million movie, and we can't. So it's easier for them to just shelve it because now they get that money back. They did this. There's also a Scooby-Doo movie. Remember that animated Scoob that came out like two, three years ago? Yeah, yeah, it was good. So they, they made a sequel. Oh, supposed to come out this year. That also got shelved. Same thing. Oh. It's like we, we spent too much money on this. It's not worth it. Just the thing. So you're not going to get a lot of HBO Max originals. You'll still get HBO programming. But a lot of stuff is streaming content. They do make yeah. a lot of streaming content. That's going to put a kibosh because in Discover Land, a lot of their stuff is reality based. So to them, I spend five five million dollars. I'm making 40 million. Why would I stop doing that? So he's coming in with that mentality. It's a different mentality, though. So I don't know what's going to happen here, bro. It's a mess. Um, Yeah. And I think I mean, listen, this this is kind of where the business was going. Right. I mean. Just last it's week, we had this conversation yeah. with, the, with the gray man where it was just, it was simply like, where do we go with this? Because there's only so much money to be divvied up or, or, around all these companies. At some point, something's got to give. And whether that's mergers, buyouts, what, whatever it is, you know, the reason Netflix was so successful at the beginning was they were the only one. And they had everything. And they had everything. But now you put all this stuff and split that money. Everybody keeps taking a piece of the pie and they keep investing off a smaller piece of that pie coming in. Like it just, it just, you can't, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make business sense. Cause that's the thing, right? So these companies, they're always about, they want to keep your money. They got my money. The money's not going. You can only raise my my thing exactly. so much. But like, like you, I'm already here. <laughs> you already have your account. You 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 can't just buy three more HBO accounts. Like that's it. So, I think this is the first of many. I think it's going to be like this, where it's not going to be like cable, where everything's all together. But you see, like Amazon does, where Amazon has uh, sections and Prime, where you can yes. like have the HBO tab, the Showtime tab. Yes. I think we're going to see stuff like that. Netflix will be Netflix. Maybe Apple will do some other stuff, but Apple's very uh, strict. They don't spend like that. They put out, you know, five shows a year. That's what you should be doing, bro. Every quarter, every other month, have a show content. But $200 million for one movie, it's just, it just does not make any sense. Unbelievable. See, so we're ahead of the curve. We saw this coming. We talked about it last week, and here we are. The shoe has dropped. But how... How is the how is the Flash movie getting released, Joe? How is the Flash movie? We can't pause it. <laughs> they but this guy said as of last week, obviously, uh, this guy got in trouble again. So, again this but, week. But now the whole thing was 
they said they can't do any reshoots or anything because he's literally in like every scene, right? That was the thing is no superhero has been in a bigger percentage of the shots in his movie than the Flash in this upcoming movie. So they can't do reshoots. They can't just recast him and refilm a couple scenes. Like they're kind of stuck with this. But are they kind of stuck with releasing it or they're just kind of stuck with this version of whatever it is that they have? They're saying they can't recoup 90 million back, which is true. I mean, if you release that Batgirl movie in the movie theaters, it's making 20 million, maybe, you know, 30 million. It's Batgirl. It's not a, you know, Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. Those movies don't really make money, you know? So a Batgirl movie, I don't see that's going to make money. This Flash movie costs way more than $90 million. <laughs> and, like, you know, we're just talking about it because it seems like Ben Affleck might be coming back for some Batman stuff, you know? Warner Brothers announced they will be focusing on DC. They need well, to focus he- here's on Here's the DC. thing. You brought Michael Keaton back. To play Batman in the Batgirl movie and the Flash movie. Are you telling me that we're going to absolutely just throw that in the trash? <laughs> no. That's the thing. No, they aren't. They can't. And I think that's why they're going to try their hardest to release this movie. Because I think, like I said, at the end of this movie, I think it's going to be a reset so that they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. I saw a rumor today that... The rumors of Harry uh, Cavill coming back for Superman. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, I'm sorry. He said uh, no, actually. He said, you know what? I'm kind of over it. I don't know because he's always been talking about how much he wants to do it again. But I don't know if things have changed recently. So they're just a hot mess. Because what do we do? Are we restarting? If you're in charge of DC, DC, that's what you're going to restart everything over? I would like to see everybody get out of the shared universe business. You know, That's my like, thing. You have Aquaman coming out. You have this Flash movie coming out. Like, after that, do you recast? Are you recasting like Aquaman? Yeah, there's another Joker movie in production, right? Yes, that's totally separate. Like, that's the thing, too. Are they going to just try to tell separate stories? Which I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I, I The shared universe thing has got to go. Just, you know, obviously it worked so, it, you know, blew all expectations out of the water with Marvel, that doesn't mean everyone can do it. Or everyone every should Marvel, do it. And not every Marvel movie has it. If they have it, it's like a little throwaway gag. It's not every single movie is a team-up movie. Correct. But, like, everything factors in somewhere. Sure. You know, but, like, DC has shown no ability to do that. Universal tried doing the reboot in the monsters. Remember that? That was going to be, oh, it's the dark universe. The dark universe, baby. I cry about it every night that this doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, oh. we got that one mummy movie, and they were like, nope, <sighs> shut they it down. They took that picture. They took a picture. Yeah. Russell Crowe was supposed to be. Was supposed to be the the link between all the, the link. movies. It was supposed to be the Sam Jackson. I believe he was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I believe. And he was supposed to be getting everyone together. I don't know why they were getting together, but uh, they're still kind of making those movies you know they made that invisible man ryan goslin is supposedly making a wolfman movie so like these things are still happening universal monsters i mean you know who don't want to see a dracula movie right listen they're timeless characters and i i get it but are you clamoring for a dracula movie right now so, like, I'm never clamoring for, like, a Dracula or, like, a werewolf movie. But if there's a good one, I'll be there, you know? Because mm-hmm. of all the movies to watch, right? 
I don't want to see a fucking zombie movie, right? Yeah. So many zombie movies. A Dracula, a Wolfman. I, I, I need to be good if I'm going to waste my time with that kind of stuff. But, you know, like a big tentpole, big budget, universal, spending money on a Dracula. Yeah, I'm interested to see because it's their character. Let's see what they're going to do with their character, you know? Would you have an interest in a Creature from the Black Lagoon movie, even though we just got Fishman fucks Mute Lady colon the major motion picture a couple years ago? Will this Fishman be fucking anyone? Like, is this like just a straight horror movie? Is I he going to find see- love? No, I don't see how you can make a Fishman movie at this point without him having to fuck someone. There has to be, right? Like, that's, we've, we've, that's, we've crossed the barrier, and anytime there's a creature, there's got to be some... Uh, that's like going to see Tiffany in concert, and she doesn't play I Think We're Alone Now. Well, I would hope she's not one of those people. Well, do you want her to play it three times? Because some people play those things like three times. They got to hit well, you, to play, you play it three it, times. You open with it. Open, you, middle, close. You close with it. <laughs> And then kind of you play it through the intermission. <laughs> when she does the meet and greet, she's got it playing on the speakers. Did you see that uh, the Sasha Banks meet and greet, bro? Oh, my God. Where you have where to stand like in a different 12 feet. <laughs> it's fucking 12. Like, I get it. There's a lot of terrible pictures with terrible wrestling fans all over yeah. these girls. But just tell me, don't touch me. Stand next to me, well, but just well, don't touch me. Not only that, but like. They're saying she did it for like COVID reasons. Meanwhile, she's like a big COVID hugging, denier. And I saw her hugging girls and stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. Guys are creepy, bro. I'm not. They all that. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it's terrible. But I, I mean, paid a hundred and twenty dollars, bro. Can I get a picture with you, please? Like that's it. Like a picture next to you is yeah. Fun. That's it. Like, even if I meet someone famous, like, I'm very conscious of, like, I don't put my arm around people anymore at all. Like, it used to be like you do, like, if you're doing the handshake, you put, like, your arm on their shoulder or something. I don't even do that. Like, I put my hand behind my back and I kind of lean in. Like, that's my, you know, it's like my dice move. It's all I got. So, Joe, uh, besides having the best week ever. Yeah. You, uh, You watch anything this week? I tried to. Obviously, uh, got a little cramped for time, but I was on Netflix. I saw, and we spoke about this a little bit, that it was coming out. It's called Trainwreck. It's the Netflix-style three-part documentary about Woodstock 99. Obviously, go back into the archive episodes. We spoke about this last year when there was yeah, another summer. Netflix documentary. Uh, I was actually time. at Wood- Yeah, around the same time. I was actually at Woodstock 99. Yes. So uh, I, I told some stories. Uh, if you go... If you want to go through all my Instagram photos and stuff, I've got some photos posted from the event. Yes. I remember being there in the riots. It was scary. Um, but I wasn't like, like I wasn't in the mud, which was pure shit. Like I knew it was pure shit back then. And people <laughs> were still being morons and dousing <laughs> themselves in this stuff. Dummies. But uh, did you watch any of this Gomez? It's three parts. I think they're about an hour each. I watched the first two parts. I didn't get around to the third one. Okay, well, it's three parts. One, each part is about one day of the Woodstock Festival. So it's Friday, yes. Saturday, Sunday show, and there's a basically a Friday episode, a Saturday episode, a Sunday episode. Um, me, I didn't think we needed it. You got some cool different angle, different footage. footage. There was stuff. a lot of different footage that was cool. So right yeah. away it starts and like you're seeing different things. So I was like, oh, well, at least it's not the same fucking footage. Because I'm sure it's gonna be the same fucking story. There's only so many ways you could tell the story. Yeah. So, but I was like, oh, okay, at least it looks different. 
Did you catch the clip of Mike the Miz right at the beginning of episode As soon as one? it starts, I, I put it on and Kelly calls it. Is that the fucking Miz? I was like, yes, it is. So funny. It's just funny how that works out, right? Like it's someone crazy. brought that up in the major pod group and Broski confirmed, yes, it's him. So I was like, unbelievable. That's just so crazy. This fucking guy. Yeah. I should have uh, said what's up to him. You know, I, <laughs> I feel bad. Him. Like I big league the Miz at Woodstock 99. <laughs> I big league the Miz. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't. I was worried because uh, we've talking about, you know, Netflix has a certain style when it comes to their documentaries. Mm-hmm. This was not over the top like they usually do with the. Uh, with the wackiness, I guess, because the yeah, subject matter was a little serious, I yeah, guess. When we did uh, Toys That Made Us and stuff, or the movies that made us, yeah. you were like, no, I'm, I hate I just this. Because like, it's like, I forgot, like, that's how they do their stuff. Like, it's like, hey, everybody, stop. It, it's it, like it's an old much. VH1, like, I love the 80s. Yes, 100, exactly. That's exactly what it's like, yes. So it wasn't like that. So it was good. It was fun. Uh, it's quick enough. You know, like you said, I didn't need another yeah. Woodstock documentary. I turned it on because I was just looking for something just to put on in the back. And I paid attention to most of it because it is interesting. And, uh, you know, Woodstock 99, it's a, it's a crazy-ass thing, man. I can't believe it's been so long ago. Like, even as we record this, we record Tuesday night. It is the uh, 23rd anniversary now, right? Or Yeah, probably 23rd anniversary of Chris yeah. Jericho's debut in WWE wild bro that's like crazy that like that's one of those things that you gotta be kidding me he's main event in tv this week on aew that's pretty crazy i mean that's impressive the fact that jericho has been able to hang around stay in relatively good shape i mean especially at his age don't get me wrong now now he's in good shape he the past four or five months he got in dumb shape really yeah, like he was like bloated, like he was still like yeah. in shape, but he was like bloated. No, he's he got a six pack now, bro. Really? Yeah, it's wild, bro. He looks totally. It's crazy, and he's doing like a a Lionheart thing with uh, Moxley. It's cool. Really? So, yeah. do you know um, Jazzwares, who does the AEW action figures? They have a series called Luminaries, mm. and they are basically like older figures of people who were like under AEW contract now, but like in their older style. Mm. So they just put out a Chris Jericho as Corazon de Leon from his time in Mexico. That's awesome. (laughs) That's cool. It's a pretty fucking cool figure. And I think, I think AEW, I don't know if it was announced, but, uh, Ukes, THQ Ukes, they announced they're doing the video game. So like, it's, yeah, like, (laughs) Okay, I hope. I, I wonder how much they're doing. Like a trailer for it leaked because this uh, weekend was C two E two, which is like the big uh, computer and electronic uh, convention every year. But the trailer of for the new um, AEW game did leak like a few days before, so it was out there like Tony Schiavone going into Britt Baker's hotel room to play <laughs> PlayStation. I love it. <laughs> Tony Schiavone. Who knew? 2022. Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) It's crazy. Oh, man. Uh, Little news, Gomez. I'm excited about this. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. But for me, it's a a pretty big deal. 
I don't know if I'm going to end up loving it, but we'll see what happens. But in just a couple days, August 12th, which I believe is Friday, right? Yeah. I believe it's Friday. Uh, we get the debut of the A League of Their Own series on Amazon Prime. Oh, yes. I always, I keep forgetting that this is a thing. Yeah, so there's been some trailers out there now and some uh, some teasers. If you're watching anything on Amazon and they give you the uh, the little advertisement before whatever it is that you're watching that you inevitably hit skip on, yes. uh, it, it may be a, a League of Their Own bit right now. But uh, I'm I'm interested. You know, I always say that's my I to me the best sports movie of all time. Not best baseball movie, best sports movie. It's great. So I'm interested to see how they work this into an episodic function. Yes, I am interested to see that. I'll be watching. League of Own is great, and uh, I like to see what they do with this uh, thing. You know, I don't know about the cast. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I don't know anything. But it don't matter. We'll see. I'm into it. Yeah, it should be good. I assume they're going to go weekly because that's usually how Amazon does their things. Yeah, probably drop one or two yeah. to start and do their weekly thing. We'll check it out. I'll watch it this week. We can talk about it next week, see how it, uh, see how it's making you feel since it's your, your jam. And then... uh one other thing that I did watch this week, John Delana, who's a listener of this show, yes. he's been telling us to watch this thing on ESPN that he was calling the imposter. Yes. And I was like, you gotta what? watch the imposter. I've got to watch the imposter. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I, and I assume as he's, you know, whenever he says it, it's got to be like some 30 for 30 type thing because everything yeah. big on ESPN is like some 30 for 30 type thing. Yeah. But I'm going, the I've never fucking heard of this. Like I kind of have my fingers close to the pulse of this. You know, I'm watching that Derek Jeter series, which honestly, it's making me like Derek Jeter, and I fucking oh, hate it. Oh, what is happening? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but that's a story for another time. So I go. I say, you know what? The other day I had some time. I was up early. I go. Let me look for whatever the fuck the imposter is. <laughs> so I go on ESPN Plus. I search imposter. And there's this E60 documentary. So it's not a 30 for 30. It's an E60 yeah. documentary. It's Jeremy Shap, who's been you know, a fixture on ESPN for God knows how long now. His father, Dick Shap, was a big-time sports reporter for even longer. But, like, I Did feel he, like... I never I, knew it was his dad. I knew Dick Shap, but he's been dead for so long, right? But he really hasn't, like, though. 2001. Has it that long? That's what he said, and that blew my mind when he said that because then wow. 10 years later, the other thing happened. And that's why I never put it together because Dick Shap was like when I was younger. And then, What do you mean 10 years later, the other thing happened? About in the movie, you know. He dies, oh, and then oh, okay, 10 years yeah. later. Oh, so you watched this? I did watch it, yes. Oh, I didn't know you got around to it. I did get around to it, yes. I watched oh. it today. So, okay, so I, I watched this thing. I find it's called The Imposter and Me. Yes. And I'm going, what is this? The imposter in me is the story of a guy named Barry Bremen. And he was like this like fun-loving guy. I guess always wanted to be famous or wanted to be an athlete. He just he just wanted to be someone. And he was like an insurance salesman. And then he just gets this idea one day to dress up as athletes and just somehow get on the, the court or get on the baseball field or get in the golf tournament. And he would he was just 
like there was nothing to it. Like he he starts with going to like the NBA All Star game, and he just gets like a full warm up suit and gets in the layup line and starts shooting layups with these guys. And like all of a sudden, finally, someone looks at him and is like, "Bro, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of here!" And it became a thing. Like where's the he fact show that it became next? a thing? This guy's a fucking the Tonight Show. Like yeah. talking about Johnny Carson. What are, do? what are you gonna do next, bro? Yeah, this guy is illegally trespassing. In, in today's world, he'd be like a national security threat. You're like, is he a terrorist? He's locked he up for years. Oh, and and the thing is, too, is I never knew the story of no, Barry Brown. heard of it. Yeah. But when we were kids, I used to hear all the time. I don't know if you remember her, but Morgana, the kissing bandit. Yes, that I remember. And she was a comically big breasted woman. Yeah. who would run out onto different fields at different times to try to kiss baseball players while they were like basically in the game. Yes. And it was like a thing where it was almost like a badge of honor. Like Morgana ran on the field to kiss George Brett, <laughs> you know, and which is funny because George Brett actually is in this movie too, as he makes an appearance. They do the thing in Kingpin where the big breasted lady kisses Bill Murray and he grabs yes. a little a little side boob and yeah, he's yeah, yeah. the best. <laughs> but it's just you know, you you watch all the old footage of like I'm a, a baseball guy, so I always think of it in baseball terms. Like your team wins the World Series and all of a sudden thirty thousand fans rush the field, start ripping up the grass and home plate and the pitcher's mound, and they start trying to steal the the, the players' hats and gloves and stuff. You know, security's got to get on to try to make a lane for the players just to get back to the dugout. Like, like yeah. imagine any of that happening today. And back then it was just like, yeah, of course we run on the field. What are you, stupid? This guy played nine holes in a golf tournament, bro. Yes, in a major <laughs> golf tournament. He just says, he goes, you know, if you just walk on and look like you belong there. He's like, if you have a clothes, caddy, they just let you go. It's wild because that's the thing. It's not just that he did it. It's that it became a thing. And it would be celebrated. Where are you gonna go next? He would show up and be like, "Oh, look, it's Barry's here." It was. Like- it's basically <laughs> if you've ever watched Arrested Development, it's Lucille Bluth every time Gene Parmesan comes out of a closet. <laughs> it's the- ah, Gene, he got me. It's the truth, bro. It's just like that. And I'm watching this going. I can't believe this was a fucking thing. A guy dressing up and just. Trying to scam his way onto the player field. Amazing, bro. Amazing. And and then, like... It takes a turn. It takes a turn because he lives his life. He has his two kids or three kids. Eventually, he gets cancer. Tragically, he dies. Sad, sad moment. His family's heartbroken. And all of a sudden, years afterwards... Yeah. There's 30 minutes left in the documentary. Like, what the fuck and, is and you're like, And that's the thing is, like, because I'm looking at this like... You know, I got some other stuff to do, and I'm like a half hour left. Like, yeah, I'm like, what the is guy this? Died. He died. Like, what? Do... I was like, did he fake his death? I'm like, what the fuck? And that's really what I was thinking it was going to be. Like, he faked I was like, his get death. Get the fuck out of here! It turns out that when he, when him and his wife first got married, he donated sperm as a way to get some money so they could do some traveling or something. And his sperm was used many, many, many times throughout the the years after that to the point where now he has like something like 30-something children. Insane. 
that used that used his donor sperm, which is insane because as the movie's going and they're interviewing his kids, and it'll be like his he has like three real kids. One of them is a special needs person. Um, but like it'll say, you know, whatever the kid's name is, and it'll be like number eleven or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? He must have been like whenever he would go on these trips to try to do That's these. Figured. And I thought he was he was getting it in on the he side. was getting it in on the road or something. <laughs> And it's not that at all. No. It's just he was donor sperm, and all these people found this connection because they all did like the ancestry. Oh, twenty three and me. It was me, it. Yeah. They all did twenty three and me tests, and then twenty three and me keeps like a file, and they're like, "Oh, you're related to yeah, this, this is this, close and this. DNA. Check out this person." And so they like started their own Facebook group, and like one girl in particular was who was a donor child like starts like really connecting all the dots and getting people in touch. And then it becomes like this big thing where now they have like family reunions, basically. It's crazy. It is absolutely absurd. Yeah. And he donated for, to, to help. It wasn't like to make money. It was him and his wife decided him and his wife help some people because him and his wife had had their first kid or something. And I believe the wife says something like we loved being parents so much that they found it to be tragic basically that other couples had issues with um fertility problems so i guess the doctor said like he had like really like amazing sperm sperm or something (laughs) so he donated but they i think in the movie they said they were guaranteed that they wouldn't use it more than three times amount of times yeah but it got like outsourced it was, it was such good sperm that it got like outsourced all over the country. So all of a sudden, he's got kids in Michigan. He's got kids in in Alabama and Georgia and like Wild. all over. And they're all these kids are coming together from fucking ancestry tests and now meeting, finding out that whatever life they had, you know, they're finding out they were donor children later in life. And just what a turn! What a turn of events for a movie that was just loose and fun and like hey look at this goofy guy what he's doing it was like and then here's his 30 kids you know he was happy he was dead right oh like, god like, what the 30 what <laughs> it's like oh shit oh man it was good it's on hbo plus so i don't know how people are gonna watch i don't know espn how plus got- espn i'm sorry espn plus you know, I get it because uh, I got the Hulu. Uh, yeah, I've package. got the bundle package. So if not, I would never pay for ESPN. Uh, in all honesty, I, I probably I would. I have it. Why to watch baseball and stuff? Not even baseball, but ESPN Plus carries like the majority of the NHL season now. Oh, okay. So that makes so sense. Then. It's actually a nice little perk in in lieu of buying the NHL package. You get literally just about every game. Like I could put on bucks. ESPN Plus <laughs> almost at any time and get the Penguins almost every game. All right, that's good. Though. That's not bad. Okay. I watched two things, Joe. One thing was on Netflix. Really? I didn't know I was gonna watch this. I was just scrolling through. There was a new Ninja Turtle movie, a cartoon movie based on the uh, Ninja Turtles that came out a couple years ago. You know, there's that new series. Yeah. I, we talked about there's always the a new Ninja Turtles. Yeah, there's always a Ninja Turtles been going forever. And I think in about 26, uh, 2017, 2018, they rebooted the series. Mm-hmm. April O'Neil was this little black girl now, it was more cartoony. 
and uh, watched a couple episodes. It was fine. And uh, I saw they put out a movie. It's about Casey Jones has to go back in time to stop Krang from unlocking something. And I got to tell you, it was pretty damn good, bro. Really? It made me want, I was like, maybe I should be watching this series. It was, it was a fun-ass movie. Hmm. I'm, I, was, I, I may have to check that out. Yeah, it's uh, Rise of the Ninja Turtles, the movie. That's what it's called. Uh, I guess it's, I don't know if it's on their top 10 list or whatever. But if you type in Ninja Turtles, it'll be there. It's about an hour 40, an hour 30. It's quick, painless. It's fun. Uh, I don't think it's like so offensive. Like, I don't like it's not like, oh, this. Ch-. Like, I think it's a fun Ninja Turtle thing. It's fun not Ninja- so like, cool. Like, oh, this ruins my child. No, it's fun. Now, have you seen when it comes to Ninja Turtles? At like all the conventions now, the original four voice actors for the turtles are all like doing signings together. Oh, that's cool. so people are bringing like the box sets of the old Ninja Turtles where it's that's all four nice. and getting all the actors to sign it. So they've got this beautiful one. Uh, the guy who does Leonardo signs in blue, the guy who does Raphael signs that's in red, awesome. the guy who that's signed great. like purple Love for Donatello, it. orange for Michelangelo. I've seen a couple of them in the major pod group. They look amazing. That's awesome. And I, not that I want one for myself. Like, I mean, it's such a cool looking piece. It's beautiful. They all have very nice signatures, but the guy who does, um, I think Leonardo in the original series also does he man in 2000 X. Awesome. So I have a 2000 X He-Man mint on card. I need to get him to sign it at some point. Yeah, you do. You do. 100%. <sighs> I love it. That would be great. Hmm. The second thing I watched, I don't know. Nobody talking about this because it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, so now, definitely not. So nobody even knows about it, whatever. A couple I, weeks ago. I was going to say, it's probably what? More Beavis and Butthead? 100%. Couple Is weeks it, ago. Okay, yeah. Couple weeks ago, we talked about the Beavis and Butthead movie. We had a good time. It was fine, fun little thing. Uh, there's a new series now. Beavis and Butthead is back. New episodes, 20 minute episodes. They watch music videos and TikToks. So it's oh. like old school. You know, there's a storyline. One is they're in an escape room. Wonderful stuff. Uh, and then it just stops. They watch a video, goes back, just like old school. And oh. it was a lot of fun. 21 minutes. There were two episodes. I think they come out every week. 40 minutes of Beavis and Butthead in and out. I had a great time, bro. Really? I'm Beavis and Butthead is like the thing where I'm like, I really don't think I need this. But I, I did enjoy the movie enough. Like, like we said, if if you're a fan of Beavis and Butthead or you grew up on Beavis and Butthead, it hit all the notes, all the tropes, you know, so it was there for your fan service. Do I really need to watch Beavis and Butthead every week now? I I don't know, man. I get it. And I'll probably forget that it's on because it's yeah. on Paramount. And because no and, one watches Paramount. And unless I put Paramount on and it's right there on my face, you know, I'm not gonna be watching yeah, it. So yeah, yeah. but we just happened to turn Paramount on. We had a, a little thing. We were browsing it, seeing if we wanted to to keep it and stuff. And you know, Beavis and Butthead's there, it's all right. But I mean Paramount is like it's nothing really like it's got Ink Master. We love Ink Master, but I don't need to pay five dollars a month for Ink Master. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's things yeah. on there that are cool, but nothing that I'm like I need to have Paramount Plus. Although maybe I'll get it now because now that Discovery and HBO are gonna merge, I guess I'll be paying a little less. 
since I pay for oh. both of those things, right? A little better, just pay one one price. I mean, that'd be good. If anyone deserves to have some money in their pocket, it's it's you and me. <laughs> Damn right. So yeah, so that's what I watched. Fun stuff. Let me ask you a question, Gomez. We we kind of touched on this a little bit last week. I didn't get to watch it, but it came out on Hulu. You did. Loved every second of it. So I've I've been hearing it's good. So good. It is so good. It's called Prey. It's a Predator movie. Uh, It kind of sucks that it's not called Predator because if you don't know, you have no clue. But it is. It's called Prey. It came out last week on Hulu. Uh, It's about a Native American tribe. Uh, They're on the hunt for something. And all of a sudden... Something is on the hunt for them, a predator. It is a lot of fun. The cat and mouse game. I'm the worst thing about this movie is that I couldn't watch it in the movie theaters. This movie, I wish I got to see on a big screen. It is so pretty, bro. It's like in this open plains. So, like, there's scenes with like it's just open space and the predator doing stuff and hunting, and it's really cool to see. It's cool to see the Predator because they're saying this is the first time the Predator has come to Earth. I'm sure they'll finagle things because it's not. I've read books that are supposed to be canon. And -hmm. the Predator coming back in time has been a thing that they've done in books. And it's been cool. There's been like he's fighting Vikings, fucking George Washington time. The Predator's coming fucking shit up. Yeah, there's a book. And it's just like like 10 short stories. And it's like the Predator in the future, past, here, there. It's really cool. So when they first announced this about a Native American tribe fighting a predator, I was so fucking excited. And it's the guy, uh, Dan Trachtenberg. He did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was a great movie. Is he related to Michelle Trachtenberg from Harriet the Spy? He's not. It's crazy. He's a podcast that I, I, I listened to this guy's podcast 15 years ago. Him and his friends, the Totally Rad Show, where they just talked about games oh, and I've movies. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. yeah. This is one of these guys is a big-time director. And, like, he's great. Like, this movie is so fucking pretty and so good. I think everyone should watch it. It's about an hour 40 as well. These movies are quick. Uh, I guess you could say it starts a little slow. But once the hunt is on, you know, it's all action. It's very minimum talking because it's all about hunting, being quiet. Mm-hmm. There's a dubbed version where it's in uh, Kamachi language, the, the language of this really? tribe. So I thought that was cool. I watched it, that version to hear them talk their native tongue. And uh, I'm telling you, it's a great time. I really enjoyed this movie. I hope you get to see it because I know you like Predator movies. I do. And this is one of the best ones, bro. Because this is one of the Predator movies that has the good idea. And they do it. They stick the landing. They do everything. All these other movies, they're like, oh, this is, oh, they did that. This is like, oh, they did that. Oh, it's great. I loved it. Had a great time. So you know what? Let's hit some music. Oh, shit. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Gomez. I get to ask you now because I didn't watch it yet. I'm excited. But Gomez, where do you put prey on your main man standings? 
Mm. So I'm going back and forth. It's either a three and a half and a four. It's up there. There was it's... a lot of excitement there. Three and a half yeah. sound almost low to me. Well, because I don't want to over, like I just seen it. So it's fresh. Um, I got that high, you know, but I, I think it's this four. It might even be more on rewatch. I don't want to say it's the breast, the best. Hey, no, you can movie. say it's the breast. I wish it was, but uh, <laughs> there are no breasts in this movie. <laughs> oh, then we don't need to watch it. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it might not be the best, but it's up there. It is. It's good. It brings you back to that feeling of that first one, that fun of seeing the predator fuck shit up, you know. So where are you sticking? Four. We'll go. We'll give it the four, baby. Quadruple main man from the Mez. Let's get this gets me excited because I've been hearing good things, but I tried to fit in some other things. I finished off season sure. two of the boys, so I really just didn't get a chance to get to Predator. I'm I'm all in on the fucking boys right now. Good. Love to hear. Um, Stormfront baby. Oh my god, what a you what wanted to marry end. her and then you wanted to kill her, right? Like she's no, like, no, not me. Not me. Oh, I love her. Um, she's like, I love her. Just the finale to season two caught me in like the fucking oop de oop, like, whoa, I didn't see this coming at all. So I'm very impressed with this show where like you figure some things have to happen and they're still able to surprise you. So that's like a really good thing with this show. Oh, yeah. I haven't started season three, so I'm excited. I'll try to get season three up and we can watch it. Talk I have it started season three. Oh, it's good. The first episode, there it's is crazy. one scene in particular that I like had to walk out of the room. <laughs> I love to hear that. <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I'll try to get some of that in this week. I'm trying to think. What about you? Uh, right? Because other than that, I've been watching Harley Quinn on HBO Max. It came back season three. That. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you probably, think? Probably last week I watched like two episodes. It is really good. It's so good, bro. Yeah. So what's like the official name of it? Harley Quinn. That, okay. It is just Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. I, I turned on HBO Max. It was there on like the yes. suggestion page. And I, I said, oh, just... Gomez had mentioned this. Let me let me check it out and see what it Love, oh. and yo right from the beginning the right animation first episode is so good the Everything. voices yep. I mean Hooks the you. the tone of the whole show is just so very very engaging and I was like you know what I'm with this like I gotta Love. come back to this it's it's one of my favorite things that I watch I love it it just came back uh, last week they dropped three episodes to start and then the fourth episode dropped on Thursday. Loving it so far. The season's just as good, bro. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm excited, but yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. If you're a an animated fan or a DC fan or a Harley Quinn fan, whatever it is, highly recommended. Go check it out. Love it. Yes. Yeah, so other than that, I don't. I'm not I don't really have any shows I'm watching. I gotta find something to watch, bro. Well, I mean, I'm motoring through the boys. Um, probably once I finish that, I'll probably spend more time with the Harley Quinn show, get caught up with that because I'm really enjoying that. Uh, and there is some other things I want to check out. Um, I probably got to make a list of it, and that's something we could talk about another time. But, I mean, there's just always something else, right? We live in this time where there is just such an abundance of not just content, but, like, good content. When we grew up in a time where there wasn't. <laughs> You know, like we say it all the time, cable TV was where shows went to die. It was fucking syndicated movies, 
old shows, syndicated TV shows, and then like really bad original programming. You know, like you think of USA back in the day, we're talking about fucking silk stockings. Yeah. You know, like that was that was their yeah, that was their first run programming. Like that wouldn't cut like you weren't getting um Mad Men or uh what's the Brian Cranston show? Breaking Bad, uh, Breaking Bad, like Walking Dead, like you weren't getting those shows on cable back in the day, and it probably like the beginning of the 2010s. I mean, Sopranos is really the thing that really kind of jump started the HBO stuff. But HBO was a premium channel, so you were paying for pre- premium programming anyway. But as far as your basic cable channels, you weren't getting anything really worth a shit as far as original programming, no. outs- unless it was like some kind of sports event. You no, know, you, you had watch, your, your you boxing, wrestling, you know, you watch uh, boxing on HBO Showtime yeah. and then Saturday night they had the new movies. That's it. That's all you know, it was. Just watching movies. And now you think about like everything we have at the tip of our fingers, the amount of different things that they've been able to make with all different characters that we love, reboot different things. Just the abundance is just absolutely incredible. So two, there's two shows that came out. Recently, in the past week and two, uh, based on comic books, one I've read some of it, the other I haven't read. Uh, one of them, uh, Paper Girls, it's a show on Amazon. Have you seen that pop up when you're watching The Boys? That I haven't. So, uh, that popped that popped out, I think, a week ago. Uh, I haven't read that, but it's a it's something that's been on my read list forever because it's something that people always talk about. Paper Girls, I think it's Matthew K. Vaughn, supposed to be great. Premiered on Amazon. I hear it's good. It's about girls. It's like time travel, kind of Stranger Things vibe. It came out before Stranger Things, but saying Stranger Things gives yeah. off the vibe, lets you know right away. And then this other one, I read a couple books in it. Uh, the Sandman on Netflix. Oh, is- yes. So this is a Everybody's thing. talking about The Sandman. Now, I know of The Sandman because I feel like Raven used to wear the t-shirts in ECW. Yeah. I have never read the books. Yes. I know nothing about this, but I know a lot of people are talking about this. They were great. But uh, it was when I was reading a couple of series to see if anything like grabbed me and it was good, but I went to something else. So I never finished it, but it was good. And people are saying, you know, the previews when people watching the previews, it was, oh, I don't know about this show. Yeah. I don't like the way it looks. But and now that it's out, everyone's talking like this show is the shit. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that this week. Yeah, I I've heard so much about it. It's been all over my social media feed, so it's something I want to check out. I just need to be able to make the time for it. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch a couple episodes this week. I'll, uh, I'll talk about it next week. We'll see. So if you're watching the Sandman, hit us up at Card Jomez yeah. wherever it is. Let us know what you think. Yeah, should you I start like it? it you bro? don't like. Should Should we start it? Should we wait? Are you watching it? Do you like it? Do you love it? Are you, have you what? Like, tell us like the whole Sandman experience. Do you read the books? Like, is do I need to know this coming in? Yeah, let us know, bro. We tell you what we watch all the time. Look, yeah. you told us to watch the Great Imposter. We watched it, and we watched got, the Great Imposter. You got something good for us. We gonna watch it, bro. That's well, the way true. it works for you. You know, hey. I hope you watch what we tell you. I we know have you so- watch some stupid shit, but we, we have social media for a reason, you know? It's yeah. to interact. All you guys who came out of the woodwork to watch fucking Warriors of Virtue the a couple weeks ago, like <laughs> God bless. God bless. That's what we want. That's fine. Oh man. 
You got anything else for us, Joe? No, but I see Gorilla Monsoon's biting on the pencil, so I think that means time to hit some music. It is now time for the Big Finish. (laughs) All right, buddy. I got my wheel up. That means it's Big Finish time. Whoa. Spinning it. Yeah. Sitting here going, how do I know? Wow, we got a lot of songs. Beastie Boy songs is what came up. Ooh. Wow, this is crazy. All right. Beastie Boy songs. I'm going to have to look this up. I don't remember. Here we go. So Beastie Boys is a band that when I was younger, I love me some Beastie Boys. Now... Not so much. I kind of think it's corny as shit. I'm just not into it anymore. I don't know. Um, I was never... I would never call myself a Beastie Boys fan. There were certain songs that I thought were good or catchy. But when I would try to listen to the Beastie Boys, I'd be like, you know what? Like, I really I really just don't get this. Um, and especially why people were such big fans of them. Just didn't get it. You know why. Well, I, I mean, I guess. White people love when they can love things that they normally don't love. Um, I do love, like, but even so, like, the songs I like by them are the songs that they didn't even want to play, you know, near the end because they had grown up and they didn't think Girls was a good song to put out in the world anymore. Fuck you. Sing Girls, bro. Come on. So, I mean, I love Girls. Um, Fight for Your Right, obviously, is a great party theme. And uh, Sabotage is a fucking banger. Sabotage is an all-time banger. I love me some Sabotage. Sabotage is a banger. It's a great music video. Like, it gets you hyped. I mean, what more do you want from a fucking song? Sabotage. Brass Monkey. Always love me some Brass Monkey. Yep. I do love girls. Oh, man. Into the lounge. Hmm, let me see. Is there something? I'm trying to think. Is there something I like that wasn't... Uh, you know, we're just going to uh, go hit Kind of low-key, uh, She's Crafty, I think, is pretty good. I do love She's Crafty. That's what I was trying to say. I was trying to say there's something else like that. Sure, Sean's good. Yeah, you know, we'll do uh, Sabotage. We'll do uh, Brass Monkey. And we'll do Girls. That's what we're going to do. No Paul uh, Re- Body Moving? Body Moving's good. Yeah. I would do Paul Revere. Would be, you know, 3-4. You know, tell me on a different day. Yeah, She's again, Crafty would be my... Uh... My honorable mention. Other than that, I mean, I don't go that deep with their with their uh, discography. You know, like to me, it's very top heavy. Yes, the hits are hits. Exactly, the rest they, are uh, not so good. So that that's where I'm at. Yeah, that's how I'm looking. Yeah, everything, nothing sticks out. Like, oh yeah, yeah, nah. All right. All right, that's a uh, very that? successful like, big finish. Was that? That's like three, three in a row with songs, right? I feel like we've been doing songs a lot lately. No, we just had bagels. Oh, that's right, we did have bagels. <laughs> and Gomez, <laughs> did you know why there are no seagulls? Oh, this fucking guy again. 
Hit him with the plugs, Joe. Guys, thank you so much for listening every week. It's appreciated more than you could ever know. And when we see our numbers go up every week, it is just very, very cool to to look at. And then the more engagement we get with you guys on social media is awesome. We love that shit. So keep it coming. Follow us on all that social media at Card Jomez. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you get it. If you do, take a screenshot of it, send it to us at Card Jomez, and you could possibly win an autographed 8x10 from me and Gomez. Why wouldn't you do that? It's free. Just do it, and it helps us out. So, in addition to that, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Lots of cool new stuff going up. I'm on the TikTok, the Instagram, the Twitter, at the Joe Shoes. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. The Gomez154 Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back next week with uh, some more fuckery. We're gonna, ch- I'm gonna check out Prey. I will put that on paper. So if you haven't gotten to it yet, you already heard Gomez's quadruple main man review this week. You come back next week, we'll get a little bit more into it, maybe yeah, a little extra detail. Yeah, and we'll see what else we got nothing. going on. But we're gonna have some fuckery because that's just what we do, isn't it, Gomez? That's all we know how to do, baby. So, with that being said, from one half of the FWF Tag Team Champions, that's Amore, cowboy. Baby, I love the way that sounds. Peace!